Hey, there we go. Mo, it's old mama here. I'm so excited about today's interview. We're going to be talking with Jessica Fernandez. She's a nutritionist. I've known Jess for about maybe 10 years, and I worked with her um, a little over a year ago as well. So don't mind me. I'm going to invite her to join so we can split screens and get started. Here we go. We're going live with Jess. We'll probably have to adjust our split screen. Jeff, if you go ahead and accept girlfriend. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. yeah. All right. Welcome, Jess. Hello, Mo. All right. Can you hear can you hear me on the Instagram? I sure can. Okay, cool. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So I would love if you can just get down into it. Tell us about yourself, girl. Oh, well, I guess uh yeah, not born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, went to school in New York uh, for engineering, uh, active duty in the Navy. Got into nutrition. Um, I think kind of how like a lot of people do it, where it just, uh, I, I started trying to figure things out for me. Um, started doing CrossFit probably, at, I think it's like 12 years ago now. And of course, CrossFit, Zone, Paleo, sort of thing and I um, was talking to one of our coaches and they were like hey if you really want to get like competitive and get into it and you needed to focus on nutrition and so I was like well all right I never really thought about it played sports in college did all that stuff um, ate pizza every day in college like it was <laughs> you know the normal thing looking back now I wish I had I paid more attention to it but figured it out later on um, and so I started really digging into it, did the whole paleo thing, or actually did zone first, and then uh, went paleo and found that my, I had like really bad eczema skin issues. Mm. And when I went paleo, I got rid of all of that and didn't have to do anything with it. So um, that kind of started and the nutrition trajectory, I guess you can say, to figure out what else like I was doing or eating that was causing some issues that I had that, you know, maybe I didn't have to have and worry about. So that's when I started really digging in then. Um, so that was probably about 10 years ago now. We were about like a year and a half, into, about a year into CrossFit at that point when I did that um, and figured out that I was gluten sensitive. Um, didn't, you know, necessarily have celiac disease, but found that every time I ate gluten or, or did anything with it like my skin would blow back up and I'd have mm. a reaction so um started just reading a lot and researching and got into well if this is helping me then I should probably put this out and see if it helps anybody else uh, mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I got into it um I'm not technically a nutritionist if, uh, if you go by like definition terms because I'm not a, a registered dietitian um, they kind of behold that title, uh, but in some states, there's differences with like the licensure and, and certifications, and so you can operate as a nutritionist here in Virginia um, if you've got a certification um, uh, from an accredited uh, place. So I, uh, I've got a couple of those under my belt now, uh, doing the RD route. The uh, internship is kind of a little deterring for me at this point. Um, still be, yeah. Yeah. And still be an active duty. I got to figure out how that fits into like my time frame of mm -hmm. being um, in the active duty, having a family, 
trying to work out and, then, and stay healthy and then help uh, people along with that. So uh, I more or less just kind of help people um, figure out what that nutrition looks like as long as they don't have any pre um, like pre uh, preconditions, so to speak. So like diabetes, all that stuff like that's, you got to go to an RD and try and figure that stuff out. Um, some people who, you know, just need to figure out what that works for them or what that looks like for them. Um, I say I'm really just more like the accountability piece. Like, so I'll give you, give you the knowledge up front. Most people kind of either don't know or they do know, and they just need somebody to help guide them through fixing some of those uh, little nuances that they fit into with like nutrition. So I feel like I was definitely in that spot when I reached out to you because, um, I knew about nutrition and I ate really well, very clean, you know, of course I have my cheat meals every now and then my root lettuce uh, chips is my complete eat meal. Um, but I didn't know as a new mom how to, how much I was supposed to be eating and, you know, working with that body scan and you and giving the portion sizes. I mean, that blew my mind. So even if you have a really great uh, grasp of nutrition and you know what works for your body because I'm a vegetarian or pescatarian. Um, I eat sushi and I do eggs every now and then um, which you were great at helping with that lifestyle as well but um, you know you can have really great knowledge about what works well for your body but getting that extra guidance I think is crucial especially when you're going through any kind of life-changing event whether you're training for uh, a competition or you are um, expecting, you know, and your, your nutritional needs are changing. So yeah. I'm so happy that I asked for help. So, um, and work with you on that. I'm glad you reached out. Um, I'll be honest, it was a, a new venture because I, I hadn't really dealt with anybody, uh, like it's vegan or vegetarian. Um, I've been through that. I know what that's like. I did that for a little bit too. Um, so I was actually a little hesitant when I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I'm like, it's not really that different. Um, and I'm not, so me as a coach trying to help other people, I'm not like everybody has to fit in this box, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm not like everybody has to do paleo. Everybody has to do zone. Everybody has to eat meat. Um, I think that everybody is allowed, you know, and has their own nutritional needs and whatever that is, I can try to help fit that in your lifestyle. Um, you know, I've had coaches too. Like I, you know, I've read a lot. I've been doing this for a while now, but I've also needed coaches, uh, to help mm-hmm. me through. Um, a lot of it more like for me was like mental headspace too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I know I had to go talk to somebody at the end of the week about what my weekly eating habits looked like, then I was a little less hesitant to, eat ice cream every night after dinner, <laughs> you know, and, and, and pick that kind of stuff up. So, yeah. Oh, taking those weekly measurements, that's a, and the pictures. And so guys, when I worked with Jess, I had to do weekly check-ins and let me tell you, you cannot lie when you're taking the measurements and you are committing your weight and you're taking photos. But the cool thing about that was at first I was like, I don't really see too much change in my, my um, body composition and things like that. And looking at the pictures, um, definitely got to see some of the progress. And I was really proud of that, especially because um, we talked about I had a very, very deep diastasis recti. So I knew I needed my nutrition to be 
extremely on point to help with that healing process. And so to even work doing my um, diastasis recti rehabilitation exercises to strengthen my core, those deep muscles, um, seeing that progress, not even when I took my own measurements for that, but seeing how it was visibly changing too was very, very cool. And it gives you that like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> you know, um, like I said, it doesn't lie. Yeah. You, can't, you can't run away from the pictures and the numbers and, uh, and things like that. So that accountability was crucial. So I think that was really Yeah, I think, I think pictures are a big thing and a lot of people don't like doing them. And I understand because like now you're facing what you actually see. Mm -hmm. um, but for me as a coach, I'm like, hey, we got to do this because sometimes that scale isn't going to be moving or you don't think it's moving in the right direction or you don't think it's moving fast enough. And you had a coach who's taking those pictures and you look at them side by side and you're like, oh, wow, no, there is a huge difference in body right. change, like composition change from, you know, week one to week five. And you seeing yourself every day don't see that but taking those pictures and putting them side to side then you're like okay there's a difference it may not be huge but there is a difference and so that kind of yeah, gives that boost of confidence right? to like keep doing what you're doing because it's not instantaneous um mm -hmm. you know all these uh, don't even get me started on magazines and stuff like that like the airbrushing and all those apps now it's like you look even instagram it's just it it leads to a terrible mindset for people um they think that you know they look like that in real life and or it happened in a week and they can they can just do that too um and it and it's not realistic so and this yeah. is a different topic but that's something that i that's one of my things that I kind of struggle with or it kind of um it gets to me because uh, you know you see a lot of the bouncing back after baby yeah. and this is what you can look like four weeks after you have a baby or six weeks and things like that and um you know I think yeah. people have to be really careful about who they're following and trusting with their um because it's a recovery process you just oh, have yeah. a baby that's physical mental emotional oh, trauma yeah. that's occurred um, and you have to be able to heal correctly before you just bounce back and yeah. start doing all these crazy intense exercises. And I think nutrition is one of the big pieces that people need to really be paying attention to. So with yeah. that being said, I'd love to jump into some of these questions sure. that we have. Yeah. Um, so you kind of mentioned this a little bit. You said you don't stick to one kind of um, uh, nutritional lifestyle for people, you know, paleo or keto and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about your approach to nutrition? Um, so sitting down with everybody in the beginning, going through what are they doing right now? And then what is it that those goals are? will then determine what kind of what they can handle um, too, because you know, I've had uh, brand new moms who I'm like, hey, like, I know you really want to do macros and count, but do you really have the time to sit, you know, mm -hmm. be honest with yourself, like, to be counting everything out every day? Or can we start out as estimations and just going by like eyeballing some stuff and getting an idea and then getting into maybe macros later when we, we start figuring that out? Um, you know, or I've had, you know, I've got one girl, she's coming back right now. She's like, no, I'm good. Like I've been counting for a couple weeks now, like after she had her baby, she's eight weeks, I think now. Um, and then another, um, that's like 12 weeks. Um, and 
they've, you know, figured out like they can do it. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. well, let's go from there. Like we'll, we'll keep going there and then we'll see um, how that is. Like for me personally, like counting macros every day is not something like I am going to put my time into doing. So mm-hmm. it, it's either going to frustrate me more uh, because now I'm not having control over that or I can just accept that and figure out like, okay, estimations is going to be good enough and I'm going to be able to get and be where I want to be and have the energy throughout that day um, for that. So it's really just sitting down with them and trying to figure that out in the beginning. Um, And then you can always change it. Like nothing has to be Mm -hmm. permanent. Like even if you start out on estimations, you go to macros, you start on macros, you can jump to also being like doing estimations Um, and, you know, plate sizes and then it's a couple of different, you know, like containers or, or that you can utilize. Um, So there's a lot of different tools out there. Um, Some people kind of get stuck on that one thing that they want to do and think that that's going to be the key. Um, So, for me as a coach, trying to give them different tools to utilize um, throughout that that process. Oh, that's great. And then you didn't make me count calories either. So we did portion sizes. So and yeah. that was extremely helpful because I was like, oh, she doesn't make me count calories. Yeah. I don't have time for that. You know, I have this yeah, exactly. that I'm trying to figure out and breastfeeding and pumping yeah. and working and, you know, cleaning all the breast pumping there's a yeah. lot of cleaning that goes on behind the scenes. And so um, it's just, you know, that's one less thing that I had to worry about when it came to trying to take care of myself so that I could take yeah. care of my family and my new baby. So uh, that was awesome. Um, and you mentioned macros. Some people joining us might not exactly know what the, that means. Can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so macros, um, there's actually macros and micros. Um, and the three major, there's kind of a fourth one, but I'll, I'll get to there. The, <laughs> the three macros that um, food breaks out into is protein, carbs, and fat. Um, protein and carbohydrates are about four calories a gram each and then fat is about nine calories a gram Um, so if you kind of think about where people will tend to overeat it's really Mm -hmm. easy to overeat in fat because it's almost double the calories as one gram of carbohydrates or or protein Um, and then there's little differences not little huge differences between all of them Um, you know protein that's what your body needs essential um, to, to build muscles, to, to operate itself. The carbohydrates give you that energy. And then the fat's kind of like that in between, like everything in your body also utilizes fat. Um, so you need to have fat um, within that diet. And so with macros, it's easy to kind of give yourself numbers um, for each one of those groups and then kind of shoot for those numbers um, throughout the day. So you have a goal that basically equates to a calorie count at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that too is kind of dependent on like what you're doing, what your goals are. So you've got, um, you know, somebody can do very well on high carbohydrate and lower protein, lower fat and feel great. And another person's going to be better on a lower carbohydrate and maybe higher fat. Um, so that all kind of depends on like having a coach to be, be able to play around with that and figure mm-hmm. out what is it that kind of like works for you. Like me personally, I know I do better, higher fat, um, lower carbohydrate and like moderate protein. Um, so that's easy to kind of break down, give yourself some like actual like physical numbers to look at and then get that calorie count that you're trying to stay around, um, throughout Mm -hmm. the day. 
Um, and then kind of what you were doing was the estimations where you kind yeah. of have a, a, an idea. So even macros is not a true, like this is one gram and it is four calories. There's always a little bit of um, nuances between that, um, mostly with like water um, in those types of foods. And like, the, it, so it, it really is an estimation too. It's just a little bit more of a, uh, precise estimation than it is then doing just like a plate or like an eyeball kind of method. Um, so yeah, those are the kind of like two breakdowns that kind of give you an idea of like measuring things out. Well, I liked also you gave the, on the accountability sheet, you were always like, how did you feel? And, um, you know, with that accountability, but also let's see, is it working, you know, and mine worked great, but I loved the fact that if it wasn't working for me, it was adaptable, so I think that's extremely important, like you said, and as our needs are changing, our lifestyle is changing, being able to have that adaptability and work with someone who understands that and um, kind of knows what's been working with you now or for you, and then being able to change it is really, really, really important and good to know. Um, so that kind of leads me into one of the other questions is how do our nutritional needs change during our different stages of our prenatal and postpartum journey? Yeah, so you always hear from your doctor that if you're trying to get pregnant or during pregnancy, taking the prenatal vitamins. Um, so most people probably don't even take regular vitamins now, but then, you know, that clearly changes when you're trying to build a human. You're essentially building two organs because you also have your placenta that is living you know is an organ organ too that you're building for that baby um so yeah it changes um you know you need more nutrients because if you don't have them then the baby and the, the placenta is going to suck everything out of you in order to create that human mm -hmm. uh, so you know I think it's a, a less common issue now, but like years ago, like, you know, you talk to your mom, your grandma, like they always said like they would like their teeth would start to decay or they just felt mm. like crap and had like the lowest energy during when they were pregnant because they weren't giving their body those nutrients that it needed and it was stealing them from you. Um, so getting some of that extra in like during pregnancy, like that first, first trimester, um, you know, you really don't need a whole lot extra, um, depending on like, like what, what your, what your status was before that. Um, but then it, you know, it will change as you get into second and third and then clearly postpartum. Um, Lily Nichols, she's a registered dietitian. I absolutely love all of her books and all the stuff that she puts out. Um, she started out as a registered dietitian for gestational diabetes. Because mm -hmm. even if you do have a healthy diet and you're, you're, you work out, you're, you feel great, everything's good, like you can still end up developing gestational diabetes based off of mm. like how your hormones are. So it really, um, she started finding out too, it's not just like hormones, but it could be food related too, where you're just not eating the appropriate amounts um, or the right amounts for you. Uh, so she started Real, um, Real Food for Gestational Diabetes, and that was the first book that she wrote. And uh, she had a lot of OBs came come back to her and was like, hey, this is really what 
every pregnant woman needs to be hearing and seeing and eating. So can you just, I feel terrible giving like somebody who doesn't have gestational diabetes your book. Can you write another one? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So she wrote another one that's real food for uh, pregnancy. Um, and she walks through even some myths and, and, you know, and, and facts, and she's very factual, which is what I love. She's got mm -hmm. like nine, I think in that book alone, she had like 900 sources um, that wow. she looked at and, and utilized within that book. So there's like 20 to 30 pages of resources at the back of the book that she um, has tabbed and, and what she's utilized. So she looks at studies, all, all sorts of studies and all sorts of things and talks about the differences in like the American um, Pediatric Foundation's, you know, um, it's, uh, daily, like their daily recommended uh, allowances for different nutrition and different minerals and vitamins and stuff. And she talks about some of that, like how some of that's kind of skewed because they base that off of men. Like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> that yeah. you're basing nutritional needs for a pregnant woman off of men. Yeah. <laughs> That's the studies that they're going off of. Again, because it's a little like not appropriate and some people don't really like that, uh, uh, you know, you're going to study women, um, especially women who are pregnant. Um, a lot of women don't want to be subjected to that. So it was hard. So that's what they started and where they started from. So, um, so they, uh, so she's starting to kind of dig in and try to make those changes for women and, and say, hey, listen, like you do need more calcium. You do need some of these more, vi like more vitamin D during that time frame because it's like what, what you have is okay, but it's not great. Mm -hmm. um, so I highly suggest getting her book um, and, and reading through that. And she does have stuff in there for vegetarians and like some, some of those different changes so that I, I actually utilized some of that stuff with you and, and helped you, um, you know, get, a, get through that. But then um, like one of the big things was post-pregnancy for me that I took away from her book was again, focusing, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, taking care of yourself so that you can take mm -hmm. care of that baby. Um, because if you're not doing that, you're not feeling good, you're not eating right, then you're just going to perpetuate that circle of Absolutely. not feeling good and that stress. And then the baby's going to be stressed and they can feel that too. Um, and then the collagen, like I, I dug a lot out of that and like made like, I was like, oh yeah, that does make sense. Like the baby's sucking all that out of you, like a yeah. way to help repair yourself because it was something like, and you said like it's a very traumatic and experience that you are going you know even if it's, if it's not like actually traumatic your body just went through a traumatic experience and it needs to recover from that um so giving the nutrients that you need after um is key and vital for you having a healthy um lifestyle and then even if you are breastfeeding or, or going into you know planning on nursing, like setting yourself up for success with that as well. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, and on my post, that was one of the other things that I mentioned. Um, so we talked about I needed to have good nutrition for diabetes, recti, recovery, um, and healing. And then I also was having low milk supply. And I was like, girl, I need help. <laughs> I need to make more milk and it's not coming in, you know. So um, to being able to talk to you about that and and what we came to realize is I wasn't even getting enough nutrients. 
you know, I look yeah. at everything that I ha was eating prior to working with you and then the uh, portion sizes that you've given me and how many times to eat a day. I was like, oh my gosh, I am not getting nearly enough calories. And so that's one big reason I wish I'd started working yeah. with you earlier. And another reason we knew I wasn't getting enough calories is because we did that body scan. And yeah. it showed, you showed me how many calories I needed just to be living, <laughs> like yeah. not even breathing, you know, just breathing, yeah. essentially, not moving, not working, not taking care of a baby, not working out. And that was yeah. a big eye opener because I think it was just a little over, maybe it was like 1500 calories or something. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely was not getting much more than that, which was yeah. really bad. And it made so, a lot of sense. Yeah. So for listeners, like she's talking about, the, uh, we have an in-body. Um, so it is a whole body composition, body fat, muscle, um, and your water weight. And also like it takes out and negates for like your bone mass and, and tendons and stuff like that. So in there, it gives the basal metabolic rate, which is what you would be in a coma. That's what they would feed you to maintain where you're at. Um, and like you said, for a lot of people, it's eye opening because you're like, oh, I thought I could just eat 1200 calories a day. And you're like, uh, you can <laughs> tell me how that goes. It's not going to be good for you. It didn't go well. It did not go well. Um, but so your, your experience, like you felt okay, but you noticed the significant drop in the uh, mm -hmm. breast milk and your breast, your yeah. milk supply. So that was a big thing that you noticed for some people it's energy and mm -hmm. you know, that's how like, you know, the brain fog and all of that plays in into that like your body just starts shutting down little processes that it doesn't deem essential and tries to pick up for other things um, mm -hmm. so when you start doing that and that's really in any cut like where you're cutting calories out of your diet um, to begin with if you look at bodybuilders and stuff like they always talk about getting super irritable when they're in their final phases and that's because mm -hmm. their body is like all right well I'm going to cut out these processes that I don't need brain wise because I need you to focus here and, and I need your heart to work and like all your other organs to work. So, um, the hydration is key too. Um, uh, you know, you don't need to force the hydration, but you know, during pregnancy, I think it's recommended about 10 cups. Um, if you're not breastfeeding after pregnancy, um, but, you know, postpartum, it's about nine cups. But if you are, then it's like 13 cups a day mm -hmm. is what's recommended, uh, to get because you're excreting a, a liquid out of you that's extra mm -hmm. than what you actually would normally do. Um, so if you're, you know, going through your normal processes, like your body needs extra in order to produce that extra. Um, so focusing on that and trying to get that up too helps um, if you see that like decrease. Uh, and you're like, well, I'm doing everything that I normally would do. So, and to, uh, to put on top of that, like every pregnancy is going to be different too. So mm -hmm. your first pregnancy, you probably could have had, you know, I had, I had a milk supply like no other. And you know, my second one with him, like I had to really work hard to keep, um, to keep going for about a year. So that took mm -hmm. a lot more effort on my part to make sure I was eating enough and make sure that I was getting enough hydration and like water throughout the day that I could produce enough that he was needing. Um, and that was a lot, it was definitely a lot harder the second time around. Mm -hmm. uh, so. so mamas, do not cut those calories, girlfriends. Like, 
don't. You're gonna yeah, three, three to five hundred, three to five hundred extra is usually what like I would tell women to go mm -hmm. with, um, depending on your activity levels. So I've got some new moms who are like, I'm ready to start working out again. Um, you know, they're not going crazy, but they're in the gym now because nobody has anything to do five times a week. Um, yeah. you know, and they're taking it easy and coming back. But I'm like, okay, we need to recognize that and make sure that you're getting enough calories throughout the day so that you don't um, lose that ability if you still want to, to nurse. Um, and, and you can still lose weight while doing that. You just have to be smart about it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. And as the uterus is returning to its normal size, you're going to start losing that, you know, um, the baby weight that people call it that you gain during yeah. pregnancy. If, you know, um, and it, it takes time, you know, it yeah. takes time for to heal again. I hate the whole bouncing back um, after pregnancy and all the that's around that and how your body's supposed to look yeah. right after you have a baby. Um, I That's why I'm so happy to be talking to you and other professionals about this, is to kind of bring more awareness around how you really do need to be approaching this. And, you know, you mentioned with nursing your son with a lot more work you know, getting that milk supply, it is work, you know, and um, yeah. sometimes some people, um, I had a friend, and she's watching this right now, I just saw her join, and she had milk like no other, and I'm like, girl, I am so jealous, you know, her things were filling up all the way, and I was so lucky to get this much after pumping for like 30 minutes, like, this is not fair. So, but like you said, every pregnancy is different and maybe, maybe my next one, I'll, it'll be easy. But, yeah. um, I think with the mention of it being work, you know, you have to look at it and be prepared and know that you have to plan, you have to have a plan. Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people have a birthing plan. So what's your postpartum plan, girlfriend? Yeah. Like you need to get on this, um, idea of we've really got to be prepared and, I think having something like um, the meal prepping is huge. Can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, it, you know, just like you said, like having that plan, um, I, you know, getting some freezer meals together before, you know, you give birth and having all that set up so that, um, you know, and Lily Nichols actually goes into a good talk about how in like Asian countries, they, the woman doesn't do anything postpartum. Like she is there to recover. Her family takes care of the baby. They're taking care of her and drinking like warm, nutritious soups is like the first like 24 to 48 hours post. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh my gosh, that totally makes sense. Like getting that fluid back in, getting the collagen mm -hmm. back in your body to help recover and doing all that. Um, so having, meals prepped or having like a meal train set up so that you just worry about, you know, taking care of you and, and the baby mm -hmm. for the first, um, you know, week or so. And then, you know, for most dads, not, you know, in the United States, like they're back to work in 10 days. Um, so yeah. they're not, they're not around. So having family around for that. And then like, as you get further on, like still prepping in the morning so that it doesn't, you know, you do have a chaotic day. Like my son was going crazy this morning. Like he would not let me put him down. And so it was like, I didn't eat breakfast because I didn't have time to like that because I didn't have something prepared or, or kind of prepared to just throw in, you know, my, my bag or, or, or take, um, take out of the fridge and like heat up. Um, 
when I, after this last one, a lot of times, like, I would make big souffle, or not souffle, whether they, um, like, frittata type casseroles, like breakfast casseroles, so that it was just super easy, have that prepared, stick it in the microwave for, you know, a couple seconds, warm it up so that you've got something to eat when you start the day out. Now, I'm not saying, like, intermittent fasting isn't bad, um, but depends on like how that like your body reacts to all that stuff Mm -hmm. too so um but having those meals prepped and having some things that are really easy just to kind of throw in that you know are your go-to's that um make it easy for you so that you're not going crazy you're not feeling guilty um you know Mm -hmm. taking time or putting the baby down and listen to them cry and stuff like that is huge um stress is a huge thing on 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 especially new moms um and that can affect your blood your your milk supply that can affect your Mm -hmm. energy um that can affect your sleep um and in turn then affecting the baby and how they react and to, to things and stuff so yeah it's a big big deal yeah i i really liked the crock pot the ninja um i was late to the game with the instapot my mom got me turned on to that i mean she would make meals and bring it over and i mean it was just it's a lifesaver so um for anyone who's listening that has a friend that just had a baby prep them some meals leave it on their front porch because you know we're still social distancing help that mama out (laughs) tell them to listen to jess's uh meal prepping advice and everything too yeah there's some really good recipes out there i'll have to um look them up that have like seven day meal plans or or eat meals for a week um you know Mm -hmm. cook once eat for a week kind of thing Uh, i think that's the name of the cookbook actually it's like cook once eat all week um that one's really good and they have she's got a lot of stuff basically prep beforehand and then you have and then they're not the same like so that was my my other big thing it's like you get sick of eating chicken and broccoli and rice like every day so I needed something different you know that um made me you know forced me to to make other meals other than like that stuff too so um we just had a question pop up about gluten you mentioned that you're gluten sensitive yeah um so the question was She's wondering if being gluten-free in our diet has any negative effects on development of the baby or breastfeeding, and does taking the gluten out deprive the baby's development? So I have not seen anything on that. Um, Lily Nichols, who is a registered dietitian, and that's who I follow a lot of her her stuff because, like I said earlier, like she does a ton of research on stuff. Um, I don't remember her saying that there was any negative effects on that because I wasn't super worried like hers is like eating whole foods um mm-hmm. I believe I have to go back and look but I believe she had mentioned like if you know that it doesn't bother you then it's okay like keep it out but if it does but you know or if it doesn't then it's okay eat it but if it does then just stay away from it um and that you know you can get pretty much all the nutrients from wheat that they would give you in other things um, mm-hmm. as well. So you can make up that carbohydrate and you can make up those mineral differences um, in other foods. Um, I would, you know, if it is something, maybe talk to a registered dietitian and see, um, you know, get like their perspective too from that. Mm-hmm. But um, I have not seen anything different. Now, 
um, you know, I pretty much keep it out all the time. I, every once in a while, we'll have a craving and have you like a good key lime pie at like a restaurant. I'm like, I gotta have that. I'll just deal with you gotta have that consequences. Tea, you, know? you know, I'll deal with the consequences later, but it's gotta be good. Uh, it can't just be some, you know, cheesecake off of, off of the truck, so to speak. So, um, with my kids though, I haven't noticed any, like they have had gluten and stuff like that now. Um, and I have, I just kind of watch out for like those reactions and see if they have mm -hmm. the same, like skin issues that I do or sensitivities, but I've not seen anything, um, with them. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on about like allergens and, and being exposed to them earlier vices later. And we were, you know, we mm -hmm. kept them out for, you know, long periods of time. Same kind of thing. Like I don't really, like I like peanuts and peanut butter. I don't eat a whole lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter actually doesn't care for it at all. Like I've given it to her. I've never seen her have a reaction, but she asks for peanut butter jelly sandwiches without the peanut butter. So. <laughs> I love it. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that I just didn't eat it. Well, actually, I think I ate it a lot with her. I didn't really eat it a lot with him. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of, um, and that was a great question. Thank you for submitting that. And I think that that goes along with protein too. So some vegetarians yeah. and vegans might have that question. And I know a lot of people are asking me that. They're like, okay, so how are you going to get your... Uh, your protein for your baby. I'm like, there's lots of different ways of getting protein besides <laughs> eating animal meat. So um, just being able to have those conversations and have that education. And I think you mentioned, you know, really discussing finding a registered dietitian that you can ask more specific um, questions as to like how your body and how the baby's body will develop. Um, is really important. Like I went into my doctor's appointments and I brought in all my my vitamins and supplements that I was taking, I'm like, all right, guys, I don't eat meat. Like, uh, we need to have a plan here. If you've yeah. noticed, I'm really about planning. I love yeah. planning. <laughs> so, um, I guess everything goes better, you know? Yeah. Um, sort of, sort of, you know. You know say you my first one, here. I was all planned out. Did That's not go how planned. <laughs> <laughs> she, she had a mind of her own and yeah, that did not go any which way how I planned it. <laughs> I honestly didn't. So I say I'm about a plan. I didn't have a birth plan. I was like, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm open. Like, I'm not even going to go into this. I need an open mindset. Oh, see, I was like, I want natural. I don't want like anything. Even the second time going around, I had a C section. I was like, can we do a natural C section? They're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> I'm like, I want to see it. And they were like, uh, that's weird. And I was like, but like, that's the only, like the closest thing that I can get to having a natural is like, we don't have any shields. Like they, like, I think because I was asking so much and asked so many people around the department, they went into this, like, maybe we should probably look into getting some of this stuff. That's awesome. So did you have a natural C-section then? No, they, oh. yeah, there is, I guess, I don't know if Norfolk or DePaul does them. I feel like somebody at DePaul said that they've, they've been able to do them there, but they basically have to have like a clear sterilized shield to put yeah. up instead of the, uh, the big blue blankets that they, they utilize. Um, 
I was able to kind of watch in like the reflection of the light that was like over my like head. It was kind of like over and it, like it was mirrored a little bit. So I got to see like her actually like cutting me open, but I didn't get to see him, him actually coming out. Cause like when the, then that happened, they like moved the light. I was like, Oh, <laughs> dang it. I think they thought too, I think they thought too that it might be like a little traumatic even though I like I watched videos I'd seen a lot like I'm okay with that so I think that they were kind of like a little skeptical about like actually letting me watch too so I was like I didn't want to say anything that I was like actually watching it because I was like, <laughs> and then they moved it uh, I passed out I couldn't watch that at all that would never be a request of mine I don't know at all so but um, let's see, I haven't seen any new questions come up and I think that we already went over all the other ones. Was there anything else that you wanted to add for our mamas that are listening in? Um, so I would say Kelly Mom is, kellymom.com is a great, great. website um, for, for everything. Like you literally like she talks nutrition and she goes into like the toddler years and stuff too like you can find like kids nutrition and then maybe we can come back and do another episode on that um because i've now started experimenting with my kids <laughs> um as well so they have a that's a really good resource for pregnancy postpartum um breastfeeding like you have a medication that you need to take or or been you know trying to find out like allergies that sort of thing like what can you do for that stuff she's got a lot of good natural stuff and then stuff like hey if it is like you know you need to do need to take something like here's like a good like resource for that like there's also like a oh it's not a web md because it's it's I'm trying to think. I forget the name of it, but it was like a. You could look up pretty much any medicine, or and and find out whether or not it's compatible with breastfeeding and nursing. Awesome. Um, Because there's some stuff out there that you shouldn't take because it can press pass really easily and over um, through the milk. And then there's some stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think you're like it's okay, like it metabolizes fast enough in your system that it doesn't get into the milk, or very, 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 very little bit gets into the milk. Yes. Ooh, and I had a resource. Yes, we will link that resource, girl. We got you. And that was kellymom.com, correct? Yeah, Kelly Mom. And then there's another one for, I think she's she has it linked in that website to like the medication one. Okay. I'll add, I'll just put that in parentheses for your girlfriend. Questions. I'm going to just jot that down so I don't forget. Because, you know, <laughs> mom having brain, a toddler, <laughs> we talked, and Jess and I talked about this when I laughed with my patients because mom brain is a real thing mentioned oh, yeah. you know foggy brain because you're not getting your nutrients i feel like mom brain is, is a thousand times worse oh there's oh, actually a book he he's a doctor and he studied his wife and he's like no it legit is a thing like your brain shrinks like five to ten percent during pregnancy and postpartum so like you saying like, i don't remember what i do with my keys like it's a legit thing like yeah Jeff. She, I was so happy that you told me that because I was feeling so dumb when she had to resend her link. I was like, girl, I cannot get to this link. I'm typing my stuff in and nothing's yeah. happening. And she's like, did you scroll down? I was like, no, I didn't. I did not do that. Well, I so, lost my computer. I have no idea where it's at. <laughs> it's 
like running around the house this morning. Like, I know I moved it someplace, but it's safe. And now I don't remember where I put that. <laughs> I don't know where a lot of stuff is in my, we're moving. So everything's oh, in. I tried crazy. to keep some of the stuff I knew I would need out. So, but <laughs> this is my office with a bedroom with a bed that's not really made. So <laughs> that's my life, guys. But okay, the mom brain's real. We got that awesome yeah. link. I'll put those resources. Jess, I want to put your resource. Um, when I link this video, guys, it'll be on the Bold Mama Instagram page as one of the highlights. So it'll be in the stories for a little bit, and you can just click on this. So um, if you just came in late and everything like that, you can be able to find all the resources. So Jess, what's the best resource that you want me to link at the bottom of this for everyone to be able to work with you? Uh, my email is probably the easiest. Uh, so Jessica at CrossFitRife.com. Um, or if you shoot me a DM here on Instagram or Facebook, um, get, get back to you and then I can send you the questionnaire and you can go from there. And we just had a question. How do you schedule? So you can contact Jess at um, Jessica at CrossFitRife.com. Send her a message on her Instagram page. It's linked here. And should we start before pregnancy? Absolutely. I wish that I had started so much sooner with Jess and I probably wouldn't have had um, the issues that I've had. I feel like my, and I'm guessing here, I probably shouldn't even make this statement, but I feel like I would have healed a lot better had I been getting my actual nutrients that my body needed. Um, and I feel like my milk yeah. supply would have been a lot better had I been more aware and, and all that stuff too. So. Luckily, Logan came out. He's a chunky monkey. We both have a Logan. She's a, a, a female Logan. I have a, a boy Logan. Um, and from your Instagram stories, it looks like uh, both of our sons are crazy and climb everything. Yes. So, Boys um, are totally different. Keep him on the toes. It's crazy. He's sleeping right now. Thank goodness. But I was worried. I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't wake up during this. But um, <laughs> uh, so. You can do that, but yes, I think working with Jessica is before pregnancy, during pregnancy, immediately postpartum is highly recommended. Like I said, I started with her when I was almost six months postpartum, and I wish that I had started so much sooner. So the next time, um, once I find out that we're expecting, I'll be like, Jess, I need you again, girl, because I get this right. So uh, that way we can hear off that. One here, Emma. What'd you say? You want to hear those statements? Can you hear everything? I don't know. I don't see any other typing. Emma, what'd you mean by that, girl? <laughs> oh shoot. Maybe it just like yeah. Let's hear those. Okay. Mwah! <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you. Um, anything else, Jen? Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for, that. I don't even know how long this interview's lasted. I can't see a clock, um, yeah. but I really appreciate you spending your time. Yeah. You know, I know time is very precious, especially you have two little ones, and um, it's... Yeah, well, we got okay. a, new, a new nanny to uh, start this week, so... Oh! I got some, I'm starting to, well, got to break her in. Slowly. <laughs> Warm them up. Warm them up a little bit. <laughs> and we all. So, yeah. all right, ladies, mama, thank you so much for listening. And again, all those resources will be linked. 
um, once this is uploaded. And actually, Jessica is also, we are on a Zoom call. Um, she's recording it, so it'll be on her podcast. Can you share your podcast with us? Uh, yeah, it'll be the CrossFit Rife one. And I think it's okay. on, I think, I'm not sure it's on iTunes yet, but it's definitely on Spotify. And then send me that link and I'll put it on uh, the bottom with all the other uh, links as well so people can check out the CrossFit Rank website as well. Um, they're amazing. I've worked out there before and it is a family and it's a, they're great. That's a different topic. So maybe I'll on that. So hi, Allison. Just joined. We're done now, girl. We're done. We missed it, boo. <laughs> all right, girlfriend. Go friend. back and watch, though. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day. And mamas, we love you. And thanks for joining us. All right. See you guys later. Bye.